welcome everybody to Weiss Camera Action. Of course, I'm your host, Aaron Weiss, alongside the Duchess of Dunwoody, the Sage of Sandy Springs, Erica J. Lavender. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night, everybody. Hope you're all doing well. And joining us for the first time is the Bell of the Bard, Maya E. Lavender. Hey! <laughs> Before we get started on our Twilight review, folks, let's pour one out for our friend, my brother, Alex. Clink, clink. He had to bench himself for this series, and he's starting back school and wasn't sure if he was going to be able to balance everything, but he'll be back in the future, perhaps with another shorter series. Gonna miss that guy. Indeed. But we will have my sister Maya on for the rest of the series, which will be a lot of fun. It'll, and the, that means uh, this is a Weiss camera action first. Um, I have not seen any of these movies except for the first one, and you two are the experts. Kind of flipping the script. Indeed. A little Indeed. bit. Um, You're the only Weiss here on Weiss camera action for uh, the first time. That is, yep. Mm hmm. I'm out. It, it should be lavender camera action. <laughs> that is a really good pun. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It rolls right off the tongue just in the same way. Lavender camera action. Um, but of course, this is Weiss Camera Action, the show where each and every week on your favorite podcast service, Erica and I review movies slash series of movies. If you like that and you want to be a part of the show, go to patreon.com slash Weisscast where... Our $1 a month tier grants you the ability to ask questions that you want to be aired on the podcast, or you can write in your Darmok review. Do it. Just do it. All right? We haven't had anyone... Actually, I haven't checked the email in like a month. Um, you might have done that. Uh, we'll give you the benefit, benefit of the doubt and say thank you for doing that. Mm -hmm, if you have. <laughs> uh, but you probably didn't. Um, <laughs> Also, the $1 tier gets Patreon supporters a mention in the credits as well as a shout-out during the show. Big thank you to our Patreon producers, Chronoslinger and Pepe Danger. If you don't have a chance or if you don't have a change to toss our way, no big deal. You can catch the show each and every Friday on podcast services around the globe. Um, I forgot to change the housekeeping. Um, oh, off the top of my head. Weisscast is coming back this week. We took a little two-week hiatus, even though we said we weren't going to. Uh, last week was just super busy. We'll be back this week. That's all the housekeeping. Keep up your house. Um, today's episode is brought to you by Weisscast, but more on that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be our first impressions. All right, Loka. <laughs> Impress me. All right. Um... My first impression, unfortunately, I was not as enthralled by this as I wanted to be. Mm. Wow. Um, I was expecting to be dazzled, and I, I was not as dazzled as I wanted to be. It's It was still great, but, like, you know, it, it was just Twilight. Okay. Just It wasn't, like, Twilight <laughs> Breaking Dawn Part 1. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fair. Um... Okay, that's interesting. I love this movie. Um, my Your first, favorite indie film? It's my favorite indie film. Um, and I don't know. Like For me, it's one of those movies that I could watch it all the time, and it just holds up for me. 
I just really enjoy it every time I watch it. And this time watching it before we recorded this was no different. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan. It dazzled me. I was dazzled. I think I need like a two-year rest period in between mm. viewings to maintain the dazzle dazzlement mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. yeah um so this this series was very widely requested for weiss camera action and i i'm a man of the people i'm a man of the fans um i'm watching this for the first time <clears throat> and i uh let's just say i was whelmed you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't overwhelmed. I wasn't underwhelmed. I was just whelmed. Um, you know, I made a lot of fun of Robert Pattinson um, having never seen these movies and not seeing any of his other movies. Um, I was in the room for some of them, but... Um, in the room while they filmed Water for <laughs> Yeah, I was there. I was there. <laughs> I was the one giving them water. You know what I mean? Um, But, you know, actually reading some of the fun facts about this, uh, which we'll get to later, uh, it it made me really believe that he's a pretty good actor, um, especially because knowing, like, from interviews and stuff later that he didn't really like acting in these movies. And so if you can act through something like despising something, you're a pretty good actor. And... Uh, what's her name? Kristen Stewart's fine, I guess. She's Kristen Stewart. I feel like they just gave her such a one-dimensional reading of Bella mm-hmm. to work with that it's like, I'm sure... I haven't seen her in that many other things. She mm-hmm. was good in Adventureland. <laughs> um, she was really good in Into the Wild, which was like the movie she did right before this. Yeah. That it's just like, I think they just maybe... I feel like they wrote the first half of her lines and told her to improv the rest. (laughs) And she uh, maybe didn't know how to do that. Yeah, also she and our Pats did not have very good chemistry, in my opinion. Hmm. She had better chemistry with uh, good old Taylor Lautner, I think. But we'll get to that in a podcast within a podcast later. For now, let's go to fun facts with Erica. Cool. All right. Our fun fact number one is that the budget for this movie was $37 million. So like I said, it is an indie film. Don't get it twisted. And had a cumulative worldwide gross of $408 million. 430,415. That was a hard number to read out loud. You could have just said $408 million. Rounded down. I could have, but mm-hmm. I wanted to... You know, it... for the fans. Anything for the fans. Y'all deserve the truth. Okay, next fun fact. Robert Pattinson stated in an interview that this is his first American role and he had no formal training to perfect his American accent. I have heard about this being a thing mm-hmm. that he like doesn't do voice training or have like a voice coach when he does American accents. He was in that devil movie with Tom Holland and he's the only one that has a really wacky accent. <laughs> um, and he was like, I don't work with voice coaches. That's, That's funny. So, that's weird. And he's just walking around that movie talking like this. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And everyone else is speaking normally. That's funny. Okay, I love that for him. 
Um, our next fun fact, a few weeks before filming began, Robert Pattinson didn't talk to anyone to try to feel as isolated as Edward Cullen. That's interesting. Uh, next fun fact, Kristen Stewart has naturally green eyes, but she wears brown contacts for filming to match Bella's eye color. And last but not least, over 5,000 actors auditioned for the role of Edward. But the casting director, I suppose, was dazzled. I really want to know who was on that list of 5,000 actors. Sure. Like, like was... Zach Braff, probably. You think Zach Braff was on there? At one point <clears throat> or another, I bet. There's 5,000 is a huge number of people to for one role. So, like... I feel like any man who has the same kind of look mm-hmm. or body type and hair color as Robert Pattinson was on that list. Do you think do you think good old uh, Liam Hemsworth was on that list? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Trying to think of He was he was maybe number 2 on the list. I'm trying to think of wow. who else would be like I, that's conjecture or whatever or um hearsay maybe. But I didn't hear anyone say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I, I wonder what it was like. We're looking for someone tall, pale, and with dark hair. I, I, mean, I don't know. Like I'm looking for someone who's never been outside before. <laughs> <laughs> and Robert Pattinson's like, that's me. Last movie I was in, I died in. That was. And I haven't been oh. gold since. <laughs> poor yeah, poor Cedric. Poor Cedric. Spoilers. Spoilers for Harry Potter if we ever get to Harry Potter. Spoilers for a movie that came out 25 years ago. It was 15. Yeah. I'm I'm done with math. (laughs) Um, You know, let's summarize this movie. Uh, You know, I'm I'm really good at segues today. Alex is usually the one doing segues. Alex is great at segues. Alex, I have some shoes to fill. We both do. Pour one out. Um, I hope everyone listening to this podcast likes hearing us pour it up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Isabella, quote, Bella, unquote, Swan. Oh, yeah, I read these very literally, too. Work, okay. Um, Lived in Phoenix, Arizona with her mother, Renee, and stepfather, Phil, Mm -hmm. who was a minor league baseball player. Phil gets transferred to play baseball in Florida, so they decide to move there, but Bella decides to move in with her father, Charlie, who is the chief of police in Forks, Washington. Bella moves to Forks and is greeted by Charlie's friend, Billy Black, and Billy's son, Bella's childhood friend, Jacob. Jacob Black. Charlie purchases a truck from Billy as a homecoming gift for Bella. Bella meets the students at Forks High School, on her first day, including Mike Newton, Eric Yorkie, Jessica Stanley, Tyler Crowley, and Angela Weber. At the cafeteria, Bella learns about the strange Cullen family, five teenage adult foster kids adopted by Carlisle, a young doctor in the community, who is 23 years old and married to Esme. Now that's interesting. Carlisle's 23? Yeah, I want to go ahead and pause there because I did okay. not know that Carlisle was 23. He doesn't even look 23. Like, that kind of rattles he me. Is, he definitely looks like someone who is in his mid-40s mm-hmm. and has had extensive plastic surgery mm-hmm. done to look like they're in their late 20s. Which yeah. I guess is what being a vampire is really all about. Like being way older than you are, but like trying to pull off the young look mm-hmm. because like you're and immortal. And you just keep pulling your skin back <laughs> tighter and tighter. Botox, your face. Botox. 
gosh. Yeah, I. That's kind of mind blowing. That like, who's his uh, Esme? Esme does not look like she's in her twenties. No. Like even kind of. Maybe it's just like the you, amount of the lack of sleep they've gotten, even though it can't physically age them like behind their eyes. Mm-hmm. And also, they're all from like eighteen oh two or whatever, where people probably aged faster. Mm-hmm. They're all from eighteen oh two. It's true. They are. They're so old. They're so old. <laughs> In biology, Edward, one of the Cullen, quote, kids, unquote, <laughs> seems completely disgusted with Bella and goes away one second before the bell rings. She yearns to confront Edward, but he is absent for a week. Can I also say it's not just that he seems disgusted by her. Like, she walks in and, like, he catches her scent and he actually, like, holds his nose because he, she smells so bad. Like, as the viewer, that's what you think. Mm-hmm. Like you think and that she as Bella, that is not also showered. what you think, right? Like mm-hmm. she, you do catch her s- smelling her hair, sniffing her pits, mm-hmm. just <laughs> a covert pit sniff. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, it's that's a funny scene. That's a very memed scene. I'm, it makes me laugh a lot. I'm not gonna lie. In, in until this moment, I didn't realize why he was so disgusted by her, or like quote oh, really? disgusted. Yeah, but it was because he. he Longed for her. Yes. But mostly to <laughs> suck her blood. Correct. Mm-hmm. That, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the primary long. Yeah. But we'll get to him being a vegetarian soon. Um, she yearns to confront Edward, but he is absent for a week. When he returns, he seems friendly and kind towards her, explaining that he was gone for, quote, personal reasons, unquote. Much to Bella's surprise, Edward's black eyes have turned golden brown. At the parking lot, Tyler's van goes out of control and is about to crush Bella. Edward, who is standing by his car across the lot, far away from Bella, moves quickly and stops the van with his hand, having a huge dent in, or leaving a huge dent in the van's door and a small dent in the end of Bella's truck. Bella is the only one who sees this. Bella tries to get Edward to tell her how he stopped the van, but he warns her against befriending him. And that he might be a bad guy. Can I also say that uh, Edward gaslights the heck out of Bella here. It's pretty awful. Just wanted to point that out. Mm -hmm. Yes. She's like, you pushed the van away with your hand, and he says, no, I didn't. I think you hit your head. I think you're delusional. <laughs> and then, She's like, I saw you. He says, "Yeah, well, no one will believe you." Yeah, right. <laughs> it's nuts. It's so nuts. Um, yeah. If we if we have um, young readers of the pod, not an example of a healthy relationship. Mm-mm. Not at all. <laughs> uh, young readers of the pod. So it completely glosses over the hospital scene, which is one of the best scenes for me. So let's just recap that for a second. She goes to the hospital because that's what you're supposed to do after you get hit by a car. Mm -hmm. Correct. Um, And uh, the friend whose name was... Tyler. Tyler. Yes. Tyler uh, is also in the hospital because... Because he also kind of got in a car accident. Yeah. (laughs) His Uh, head's bleeding. His head's bleeding. Uh, Bella's dad is mad. And he's a cop. And he's a cop. And spoiler alert, but Tyler is black. And we all and know about that situation. And the only black person that lives in Forks, apparently. Apparently. Yeah. That we see. The only black human. Okay, work. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. there, there is a black vampire that traipses through. <laughs> he does traipse. 
Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know why. I mean, I guess if I were a father and my kid got hit by a peer, you would also hit the peer. Well, no, I would also, I would also be a, upset, but I wouldn't be like. I'm gonna take your life. I'm gonna yeah. use the authority of my job to make your life worse and threaten you. Right, exactly. I wouldn't be like that. I mean, Charlie Swan has he he needs some counsel. Oh, Charlie's our bastard. Um, the next day their class goes on a field trip. Also, who goes on a field trip right after being in the hospital? Like. You think it says literally the next day, right? So like, <laughs> literally, she fell asleep that night and woke up and was like, "I'm gonna she go." She fell asleep that night. Edward watched her while she slept. <laughs> he did. He did. They, the the very next morning, they packed it up at the school bus <laughs> and went to go make compost tea that they weren't allowed to drink. Ugh. That's so true. Wow. So sorry. <laughs> no, I needed. I needed that. Um, <laughs> Their class goes on a field trip where she declines Mike's invitation to prom, and Edward relentlessly dodges her questions but asks his own. Mm. Bella and her friends go to the La Push Beach. La Push. And Jacob arrives with two of his friends. And hey, Bri- Collins, don't come here. <laughs> Collins, you caught that, huh? <laughs> Embry Call and Sam Uli. Uli? I've always read it Uli. Uli. She persuades him to tell her story, tell her a tribal story involving the Collins. As um, also, just to point this out, um, mm-hmm. so Jacob and Embry and Sam, they are all Native Americans in the Quileute tribe, and Lapush is like on their reservation, the mm-hmm. beach that they go to. So that's why they are there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, that's just kind of a little background on that. Okay, work, work. As Bella goes with Angela and Jessica to Port Angeles to shop for prom dresses, Bella goes off by herself to find a book on Quillette legends. Nailed it. Oh my gosh. That part's also really funny um, that she goes on her computer to look up where she can find a book about the information and then uses that book to later look up information on the internet. (laughs) Yeah. She's a good researcher. It is. It is real. Two thousand eight. She jumps. She, dru- she jumps through hoops, but she gets the job done. It's very. I learned this research method from my public school librarian. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Soon after that, she runs into a dangerous gang about to make their move on her. About to make. Their that's move that's on very. Her. That's that kind of glosses over. Yeah. They're about to. It's also assault a gang. her. It's like three or four white dudes. Their, like, their credit was frat boys. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they're, they're white frat boys. They are not a gang. The only thing scary about them is probably how drunk they are. Um, they didn't drop a beer on their way out. Mm-hmm, to emphasize their drunkness. Um, before Edward unexpectedly appears to stop them. Edward and Bella later have a deep conversation regarding his ability to hear people's thoughts and his inability to read her mind confessing it is quote very frustrating end quote in the meantime a close friend of charlie's is found dead in his boat bella uses her book and finds a website about vampires <laughs> you just talked about 
sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's so funny. Just that sentence. Is, Bella uses her book. And finds a website about <laughs> vampires when searching, quote, the cold one, end quote. I love on that's Google. not, she reads her book, but she uses her she book. She uses her book. Bella can't read yet. To Google. She uses her book to <laughs> Google very something. <laughs> the website shows details about vampires, and the description she reads matches Edward's characteristics. Upon realizing what he is, she confronts him the next day in a clearing in the woods nearby. Instead of being scared of the truth, she just bravely accepts him for what he is. A vampire. Say it. Gasp. Out loud. Spider monkey. <laughs> <laughs> You're a vampire. Um, Edward and Bella fall in love. Do they? Yes. Uh, do they? He invites her over to her house. I would, his house. I would say that she they falls in love with him. I, I, no, I think that they do fall in love. You can't do that if you're not in love. She for sure falls in love with him. And he... I mean... Okay, so he's like constantly torn between wanting to like... Suck her blood and wanting to be in love with her. And guess what? He never sucks her blood this movie. Oh. Work. Only a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Not to spoil it for the of the end here, guys, but he does he does suck her blood a little bit towards the end. <laughs> Eventually, he introduces her to his vampire family: Carlisle, Esme, Alice, Jasper, Emmett, and Rosalie. I like that emphasis on Jasper. Jas- Emmett is the best vampire. I love Emmett. He is the only valid vampire. <laughs> Jasper's just a dumb name. I'm sorry. That's okay. Anyone's partial to the name Jasper? <laughs> to anyone listening this, to this podcast that's named Jasper, turn it off. <laughs> turn it off. Your name's stupid. <laughs> Go to the courthouse right now. Oh, um, just kidding. Just kidding. Jasper's a fine name. We you, love you, Jasper. You 1930s car salesman, you. <laughs> Soon, the pair realize their love for each other is so strong, and he hopes to never lose control when he is around her. Later on, Bella is offered a chance a human rarely or never gets to assist a baseball game between vampires. Maybe rarely. Maybe that happens sometimes. Well, because when... Okay, I'm another spoiler, but like when the other vampires show up, like, ah, you brought a snack. So maybe that's a thing that happens at vampire baseball games. Oh, yeah, games. probably. It's like human humans snack. bring popcorn to their baseball games, and vampires bring, bring humans. another human. So, okay, I don't know the lore of Twilight... Um, you've you've read them. Yes, I'm pretty familiar with the. <laughs> I lore. read them in middle school. Okay, I just reread them in 2020. Um, <laughs> I won't lie, it was a good quarantine. So, activity. like, in a lot of vampire things, vampires have what is called a familiar, which is like a servant or a slave, but they're human, mm-hmm. and they're like entranced, mm-hmm. usually, and they're being promised that they'll be turned into a vampire mm-hmm. but a lot of times it's a trick and they're just using them and then at the end of their life the vampire will kill their familiar mm-hmm. but i'm getting all of this from what we do in the shadows um mm-hmm. one of my favorite vampire based media mm-hmm. and i'm wondering why 
familiars don't exist in Twilight. Like, why why doesn't Bella become a familiar? Um, like, she seems already kind of like a familiar to Edward. But, like, they never used the terminology. Well, that's a great question because I am not... I almost said I'm not familiar with the familiar. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm really not. But I think... I don't know, because I guess the Cullens, first of all, are already very different from most vampire clans mm-hmm. in the world, because most vampire clans are human eaters, whereas they are animal eaters, and they live in society, whereas most vampires are like nomads, I guess, and just kind of travel all around, and they can't settle down anywhere, because, you know, they would just be killing everyone in one area, and that's just, you know, too conspicuous, so... Maybe if familiars were part of the vampire thing in Twilight, um, then the Cullens would be the exception to it anyways, just Mm -hmm. because they kind of already do things differently. I don't know. That's a good question. It also seems, because we do meet other vampires later that do, I believe, use human labor. Mm -hmm. Oh! Mm -hmm. Oh, T. Very interesting stuff. Um, <laughs> um, we do meet other vampires later who do use human labor and then consume said human. Yes, mm-hmm. um, yes, that that's a very good point. And but but, I, but those are vampires that eat humans and stay in one place, whereas the other human eating mm. vampires move around a lot, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. probably not be conducive to keeping a human around for labor. Because you can do everything yourself faster mm-hmm. than a human, and easier than a human would be able to. And then the other ones that like don't eat humans probably have some sort of moral complication that would mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. forbid that. Let's come back to this question in the next movie because I think that we'll see the closest thing to a familiar in the next one. Excellent. That was good insight, Maya. Thank excellent, you. excellent. Third eye wide open. <laughs> no astigmatism here. I got LASIK. <laughs> Later on, Bella is offered a chance a human rarely or never gets to assist a baseball game between vampires. That I'm sorry, that's so dumb. Um, the game goes on apparently well until Alice sees a vision of three nomadic vampires that have been involved in the killings and forks lately approaching. Edward and Bella prepare to leave, but it's too late. James, a tracker vampire, is intrigued by Edward's protectiveness over a human and wants to hunt Bella for sport. Carlisle tells James, Laurent, and Victoria to leave after James' outburst. However, he wants to kill Bella and plots a plan to get rid of the Cullens and eat her. Knowing about the plan, the Cullens split up Edward and Bella to save her life. Edward, Emmett, and Rosalie find out James has figured out the truth and has escaped. Esme and Rosalie stay behind to protect Charlie while Edward, Emmett, and Carlisle go to Phoenix where Bella is hiding in a hotel with Alice and Jasper. James calls and lies to Bella that he has caught her mother and will kill her if Bella does not come to the ballet studio alone, to a ballet studio alone. Alice, who can see the future, gets to know something terrible will happen in a dark ballet studio 
When Jasper and Alice are in a hotel lobby, Bella ditches them and takes a taxi and goes to the studio where she gets bitten by James on the wrist while he is fighting Edward. Okay, so let's just kind of dive into that a little bit more because it's kind of moving fast, I feel like. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So... Basically, there's a lot of weird things that happen here. James, like, gets a hold of Bella somehow. It's like, look, um, if you don't come to the ballet studio, like, I'm going to kill your mom, essentially. And you cannot bring the other vampires with you. And because, I'll know because I can smell. Right. But you would think that Bella would at least be like, y'all, you'll never believe what James just said. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, you'd think that she would let them in on it at least. Because, like, the other vampires know, like, obviously we're not trying to get Bella's mom killed or Bella killed. Like, let's, you know, do what we can to solve the issue. I just think it's nuts that Bella goes off by herself Mm -hmm. without telling them where she's going. Mm -hmm. First of all. Second of all. So, basically, when Bella gets to the ballet studio, she realizes that her mom wasn't there. It was all just a trick. And that James is there. It's just the two of them there. The way the summary kind of made it sound is like she gets there and Edward and James are already there duping it out. Edward's not there yet. So it looks pretty gloom and doom for Bella because she's alone with the evil vampire who's trying to eat her. And and he breaks her leg. He breaks her leg. <laughs> he bites her wrist. It's a whole it's a whole awful situation. Anyways. Imagine being a vampire and your first line of defense is just breaking <laughs> someone's leg. <laughs> oh, God. Like, what? Yeah, it's pretty nuts. Go for the throat. And what? then Edward shows up, finally. King. Thank goodness. King. Oh my god, King Edward. That's a real person, right? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I don't see why not. Uh, James <laughs> is burned to ashes by Emmett, Jasper, and Alice, and Edward sucks the venom, the venom? venom out of Bella's system, which stops her transformation. He she- also drinks a little bit of her blood, just a little bit, though. Just a very, a very tiny... Just a very normal amount. A normal amount, like 50 cc's of blood. <laughs> Which, <laughs> like, oh, 40% of her blood volume. <laughs> can I say that this is, like, my favorite scene of the whole movie? I don't know if the summary hangs on this scene anymore, if they just go on to the next hospital scene. Yeah, they do. Okay. Well, kind of. What does it say? She, yeah, she awakes... The, sorry, they definitely do. Sorry. Okay. No, you're cool. good. I just like it because I think that... Robert Pattinson does a great job in this scene because Edward and Bella both act the hell out of this. Yeah, they do. They really do. Like Edward is so like torn because he's like, I have to suck the venom out of Bella's system because I don't want her to become a vampire because I care about her life and her mortality too much. But he's also like, if I start drinking her blood to suck the venom out, like he knows he won't be able to stop because <laughs> that's been like his number. Suck her dry. <laughs> Literally, because that's been his number one like thing because this entire time. I've been like, how much he wants to drink her blood, but he like stops himself every single time. Mm-hmm. So like, I just love that like, uh, like that clash really of desire. Like Kristen Stewart broke her leg and is having venom sucked out of her face. Like, <laughs> she does. She's her- really like. She is a method actress, and she really she, broke her she leg. She really shattered every bone in her leg. Yeah, and she also got bit by something venomous. Oh my! And Robert Pattinson really sucked the venom. Oh, yeah. he had no voice coach. <laughs> that, that's why we get Bella come and take a walk with me. Yeah. Oh, in the next movie, there's some crazy one. accent bleeding going on. Oh, yeah, so um, buckle up. There's two funny things that also happen that see in the first one, though, is when, before he starts sucking the venom out, he goes, it's okay. 
I'll make it better, Bella. I promise. It's like, just do it. Right. And then the other one is when when he's starting to drink Bella's blood, and Carlisle's just like, Edward, stop. Edward, stop. <laughs> he's like not doing anything. He's like, Edward, you're you're killing her. And he's he's just like deadpan and not moving. <laughs> Edward, Edward, stop. <laughs> Edward, she's gonna die. <laughs> Oh, okay, so, like, I know we're all making jokes, but it's really a beautiful scene to me. Okay, let's keep going. And this is about you. This is, a, this yours, is, this your is day. my sweet 16, and I want to talk about this it's scene. It's her party, and she'll cry at that scene if she wants to. <laughs> Bella awakes in the hospital and recovers with her mother by her side. Edward tells her to move to Jacksonville so she would be safe from him, but she persuades him otherwise. By going, what? Wait, what? Wait, wait, wait. So accurate. She trips over, wait, what? Like approximately 17 That's times. That's what I mean. They wrote the first half of that line and then they're like, improv it, sister. And she goes, ah, ah, wait, 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 wait. I think that was her genuine reaction when the director told her to improv. Right. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Jacksonville, I, I, me, I. In the end, Edward and Bella attend their high school prom and she asked him to turn her into a vampire to be with him forever but he kisses her instead <laughs> bella decides to enjoy the evening but is determined to someday become a vampire to be with him the film ends with james lover i don't like that james's lover victoria <laughs> secretly watching the pair dancing and swears revenge so um there's a, there, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, yes, what were you going to... I was going to say, I just wanted to take a brief second to talk about the soundtrack to this movie also. Oh, go for it. Um, I think that Twilight has, a, like, the whole saga, but, like, this movie, too, has, like, a very distinct-sounding soundtrack. Like, the songs are so weird in it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, like, Bella's like the main song in it like the main theme is called Bella's Lullaby and I think it's really pretty but then there's also were you gonna say something yeah I actually uh, a rogue fun fact that I saw but I forgot to put down was um Robert Pattinson was actually playing piano for that scene oh was he that's really Mm -hmm. cool nice and Robert Pattinson has a song in the movie it's called Never Think (laughs) that's his song that's in the movie yes nice (laughs) I won't, I won't think. I won't think then. Fine. <laughs> That's why he can't read Bella's mind, because she never thinks. She has no thoughts. She really does just always have, like, this blank stare on her face, and it's like... And Edward's like, Ugh, why can't I read her mind? Because nothing's because going on. Because there's nothing no going on up there. head empty, just vibes. <laughs> so, um, I think the soundtrack is also, like... Uh, Stephanie Meyer's like writing playlist yes, that's for true. writing Twilight because I remember her being like these books are inspired by Muse and there's um, a good amount of Muse and Paramore and Linkin Park on this soundtrack very interesting which you know it's also very, it's a it's a product of its time I mean these books were written in what the early early two thousands. Yeah. yeah, that's very. Those are very popular bands from that yeah, time. Yeah, that's true. Um. So before we get into a little bit, actually, let's. Do we want to do analysis or kudu badu first? 
kudu badu, don't you think? All right. Do doom do doom to do. Kudu. Do doom do doom to do. Badu. Okay, guys. Hi, I've been preparing for this moment. What's up, everyone? My name is Erica. This is the podcast within a podcast. It's called Kudu Badu because it means cool dudes talk about bad dudes. Aaron usually does this part, but I practice literally every day. So now it's my chance to do this part, and I'm stoked. Nice to be here. Um, so today, I feel as though our bad dudes are mainly Victoria and James, emphasis on James. Um, Laurent, maybe a little bit just because he's in their squad, but he's really not part of the badness. He's kind of just misunderstood. Yeah. He's maybe an aider and an abetter, though. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's like an accessory. Sure. But also he does show up to Carlisle's house just to be like, look, James is in fact going to kill Bella. Mm -hmm. Like he tries to warn them. Mm -hmm. So I see what Laurent is up to, but I think that mainly it's James in this movie, I would say, is the bad dude. James is the bad dude. I would also like to submit for bad dude uh, consideration Charlie because he's a cop. (laughs) (laughs) And Edward because he kind of sucks. Edward does make it clear to Bella that in his own head, he is the bad dude. Yeah. Bella is like, when they first kind of start, like, they're not really dating yet, but like they're like getting to know each other. She's like, I'm trying to figure out why you're different. She's like, I've been thinking about kryptonite and radioactive spiders. And he's like, oh, those are all superhero things. I'm not a superhero. Like, I'm the bad guy. Mm-hmm. So Edward does see himself as the villain of the story. I'm the bad guy. Yeah, also, guy. for consideration, Duh. Miss Billie Eilish. <laughs> <laughs> She's going right. to stay at the top of the rankings for the entire <laughs> series. Billie Eilish is getting red to filth. <laughs> um, so, okay. Since we've named, like, three people that were actually in the movie, um, <laughs> that could be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. I, I think we I think we lump them together and be like the bad guys were Charlie Edward. Charlie and seems James. like a good person. Okay, he should just resign from his post. Yeah, because <laughs> here's the truth: is that Charlie has been like my favorite character in Twilight since yeah. I've been a child. Okay, so he's just, a good dad. Just he's a, he, yes, he is a good dad. Just James and Edward. Sure. Okay, okay. James slash Edward. Um, do we want to rank them individually or do we want to do the, like, people by movie? Okay. We could, it's like if we just, like, went ahead and, like, left it at, it's James and Edward in the next movie, we would talk about who the bad guys mm-hmm. are there and then rank them accordingly. Right. I see what you're saying. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's do it like that. All right. So. Because the... I feel like James and Edward are both the bad dudes, just in very different ways. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure James is worse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm just objective. <laughs> sure. Because he's probably also a manipulator. Um, yes. James outwardly wants to kill Bella and suck her blood. And, <laughs> and Edward has the decency to keep that to himself. <laughs> <laughs> Edward is like, I want to, but like I don't want to. And... Yeah. He only calls Bella a snack in the in the you're a snack girl kind of way. Not you a snack. Right. <laughs> Delicious. And then Bella's like, I'm the whole damn meal. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. <laughs> Next is 
the podcast within a podcast wigging out. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast within a podcast wigging out, where we talk about is it a real is it real hair or is it a wig? And this on this episode, we are talking about Jacob Black. Um, we haven't talked about him much yet, but Jacob is kind of kind of sidelined in this movie. Um, he becomes more of a main character later in the series, from what I understand, because he has a whole team. Um, <laughs> Correct, but and, he does not get a baseball scene. <laughs> he does not get a baseball scene. Um, unfortunate. I'm. I'm. I definitely believe that it is a horrible wig on Taylor Lautner and I, I'm, I'm excited to hear your takes on Jacob Black's luscious locks. <laughs> I think he got extensions. Oh. Mm. That's a thick plot. Yeah. No, I stand by Aaron that I think it's a wig. Um, maybe it is extensions. But I feel like... But... The- I don't know much about hair extensions, but in my mind, as long as it's not real, it counts as a wig. So we could all be okay. right. Should I... Does someone know the actual answer? I... I don't know the actual answer. I feel pretty confident it's a wig because it looks like a wig to me, but I don't know. I feel like Ariana Grande had extensions the whole time in Victorious. Yes. I think so. Hmm. I know that's like out of left field. <laughs> Just thinking about Ariana Grande. Oh, okay. Um, What's up? Taylor Lautner is very happy he gets to hack off his hair in New Moon. He donned a long wig for his role as Jacob Black in Twilight in his first part of the sequel, due in theaters next Friday, but he opts for a shorter style during much of the new movie. Interesting. I would not want that hair. Quote. Taylor Lautner. <laughs> nice. Also, a headline from 2012, November 9th, 2012. Taylor Lautner still harbors, quote, hatred for his Twilight wig. Dang. <laughs> Dang. He needs to let it go. <laughs> um, from October of 2020, Taylor Lautner revealed that a film crew gave his terrible wig a standing ovation. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Oh, man. That's funny. I completely skipped over the Team Edward versus Team Jacob tracker. Oh. Um, even though we don't see a lot of Jacob in this movie, um, and there's not really that many hints of them being like an item, I would say that um, I'm more Team Jacob in this movie um, because Edward's not a good person. Right. Um, I'm with you. Um, I think, like, they've already had a romantic walk on the beach. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bella and Jacob have. Oh, true. Are, yeah. are you making that face because it wasn't that romantic? Yeah, it was a pretty platonic walk on the beach, in my humble opinion. I mean, she was being a little... She was very much, I would like to know about vampires. <laughs> That's correct. Well, she was very much Nancy Drew in that scene. It might have been more romantic for him. I'm sure he already had some feelings blossoming. And I don't know. Like, I guess since Edward seems to be, you know, a little bit of a gaslighter here and there, it's nice to see that Jacob tries not to be. But the thing is, oh, is... But buckle up. 
I guess for now, I'm going to say I'm Team Jacob just because Bella hasn't really had, like, the struggle of choosing Team Edward or Team Jacob. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say Jacob because I think that from this movie's perspective, he would look like the better option for her. But when we get to the later movies, I'll explain where my thoughts go from there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Team Edward because he is the only viable romantic option to her um, of the two teens. Because I'm pretty sure that Jacob's like 14. In this Dog! Movie. I forgot how young Jacob's supposed to be. Yeah, that's true. He's a couple years younger. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> granted, Bella's also a couple years younger than Edward. Right. <laughs> like 80 so. years younger. <laughs> um, right. Um. I'm also Team Jacob because one of my best friends' name is Jacob, and I don't know any Edwards. And I feel like Edward, if he was cool, he would go by Eddie or Ed. Mm. There or... was a kid named Edward in my kindergarten class. That was pretty cool. I had an Edward in my kindergarten class. Work. Wow. Any Edwards in your kindergarten class? No. Dang. Hmm. Actually, no. I don't. He taught me Spanish. Cool. See. <laughs> See. <laughs> um. I actually, fun fact, uh, I went to two different kindergartens. Um, in the middle of the school year, uh, I moved from Illinois to Georgia. And so I started kindergarten in Illinois and finished kindergarten in Georgia. And um, I don't remember any of my classmates' name from my Illinois kindergarten. But so, maybe an Edward. There might be an Edward. Um, but I remember all of my classmates from kindergarten here he, in Georgia because I graduated with all of them so that's wild yeah i went to a private school k through 12 that's pretty funny mm-hmm. so <laughs> if you were from illinois and you and were in kindergarten <laughs> in the year 99 and your name is edward mm-hmm. give us a ring send us an email it was the year 99 to 2000 that school year but oh. just the 99 part just oh, yeah. yeah right oh yeah 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 you're right if you're in <laughs> Kindergarten in the fall of 1999. And you were named Edward. <laughs> and you're from Illinois. Please also, send us an email. Also, if you were... Um, so we had we had a library... It wasn't our school library. It was just the, the library. It was like right across the street from the school. And we could... Um, like our teacher would take us there um, during recess or whatever. And I distinctly remember using their crosswalk and it being really slippery and I slipped. So if you happen to witness that, um, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't happen. I didn't know where that story was going. <laughs> where were we? What is this podcast? Um... Anyways, half of us, I mean, two of us are Team Jacob, one of us is Team Edward. But it could change. But it, it, And it will change. The tables are going to turn, and they're going to turn again, and they're going to turn at many different angles. Yes. They are. <laughs> they're <laughs> they're gonna be... already turning. <laughs> My, how the turntables. Um, next week, we'll be adding another podcast within a podcast within a podcast, but... No future spoilers. Uh, our Darmok review this week was written by yours truly. Usually Alex writes them, but uh, I had to fill his shoes, his size 13s. Um, <laughs> I only wear size 12, so I'm going to fall a little short. Um, it's beautiful, everybody. Uh, he's, he's being modest. He's being humble. 
Edward sparkles in the sun. Bella becomes Spider Monkey. Jacob, when the salon opens. Mm -hmm. That was great. Now we need to score. Oh. What? I don't think that the viewers. I don't think we talked about the spider monkey scene at all. Oh, we definitely we, did not. We kept that to ourselves. We also didn't. We also did not talk about Jake or uh, Edward sparkling at all. We didn't. We did not. So um, we we need we need to talk about those things before we give this a score. When Edward goes into the sun, which there's not much up in Forks, Washington. <laughs> He, he gets a little glittery, but his, not as glittery as you want. His skin shimmers. I wouldn't say it looks like diamonds. To me, it doesn't. It just looks like a shimmer. It looks like he maybe put on a little too much highlight. Mm-hmm. But like, like a glittery one. Like, a, like it, It's like a pretty chunky glittery highlight, but to me, it's not like, oh, whoa, it's diamonds. It's just, you know. It's like, mm, that man is wearing body glitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's what it looks like. It looks like the the lotion that has glitter uh, in yes, it. Yeah. Absolutely. And he just like put a lot of it on. <laughs> but like, like like picture too much body glitter and like a little bit more. <laughs> but not like too like not necessarily too much. Because it's like not it's pretty subtle. It is it is pretty subtle. Edward's repulsed by it. Bella says, you're so he beautiful. He says, the, this is the skin of a killer. He goes out into the one ray of sun and goes, <laughs> it's disgusting. Oh, I, I'm so ugly. Oh, So there's that. <laughs> also, kind of going back to uh, vampire lore elsewhere, the sun kills other vampires and these oh, vampires yeah. just turn glittery. And he's like, oh, glittery. I'm, I'm hot. <laughs> like, I literally thought that he was going to turn into some kind of monster right there like i was expecting that, that fully so cool. and like, <laughs> like, face just, like peeled. he just like looked like a bat or something yeah. like, but no he just sparkles some and some <laughs> a lot and he's like, he, I, I was gonna pull a face but no one can see it yeah. he's just like, oh, my skin oh for the benefit of the podcast, Maya is making a sad face. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's that. Next, what I wanted to talk about really quick was why we were referring to a spider monkey. Um, at one point... The theme of spider monkey is very prevalent. Very heavy spider monkey overtones throughout the entire film. Right. So at one point, Bella climbs onto Edward's back right before he oh, climbs the really tree. Oh, he's really fast. He's so fast. Yeah. I don't know if we mentioned that either. He's really fast. He's so and fast. he's really strong. He's about to climb a tree, and he's going to climb it really fast. And Bella holds on really tight to him, and he thinks that he's going to crack a joke, and he looks back at her and says, you better hold on tight, spider monkey. And that is just... Hold oh, for applause. <laughs> <laughs> and now we can proceed. To um, the other thing... Once I realized that Edward was not going to become a hideous beast in the sunlight was I was really hoping. So there's this character in the X-Men universe named Emma Frost and she turns in, she can turn into diamond. Um, and this is what she looks like in an, oh, the- <laughs> an X-Men movie. And I would very much rather Edward look like this. Yes, I would too. Okay, do you guys know that picture of um, Jenna Marbles and she has a bunch of rhinestones on her face? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That. I agree. But all over, um, what's his name? Edward? 
<laughs> no, it's Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. I was like, Jacob Pattinson? I'm hideous. Paul Pattinson. Paul Pattinson. <laughs> 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 Alright, I think we need to ra- er, score these films, um, or this film. Um, we use a hundred point scale, or actually we used to use a, like a 25 pointer. Yeah, I guess it was 25 points. Um, but. So you mean like to the hundredth, not yeah. one to 100. Right. Okay, the hun- n- to the 10th. So like you could give it like a 5.5 okay. or like a, like a, like a 6.8. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, who wants to go first for this? I'll step up to the plate. I'll take a whack at it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I will give this, um, I mean, a, I'll give this a 7.5. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan of it, and it definitely has its, its shortcomings. I think it's a movie that I love so much, but I also love to make fun of it at the same mm-hmm, time, mm-hmm. you know? So I think a 7.5, you know, room for error. Um, I'll give it a, um, a 6.9. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's what it deserves, and it's the truth. I am going to give this movie... A, I'm really scared. Um, that's okay. Speak your it. truth, King. Say it. I'm going to give this movie a 5.7. Okay. That's okay. The, I understand. The exact opposite score of Erica. Um, did I hate this movie? No. Am I ever going to watch it again? Probably. Um, <laughs> because of the person I'm dating. Um, <laughs> and you know why? I'm, I, it's, yep, yeah, I'm going to watch it again probably. And who knows, maybe I'll grow to love it. Maybe I'll be like Will Forte's character on Parks and Rec when he just absolutely falls in love with Twilight because yes. of his daughter to connect with her. I don't know. Maybe I'll tie myself for... I, I didn't... When I first watched that, I didn't know who Will Forte was. I was mm-hmm. like, who is this man? <laughs> He's really committed to this Parks and Rec guest role. He's just really funny. Um, yeah, 5.7. So what what's the average... You want to do some math? Yes. It's 5.7, 6.9, Who's going to get it first? Who's going to get it first? Is it going to be Maya? Oh my gosh. I'm having a hard time. 5.7. It's 6.7. So, it's official. I think. Yes, I think that sounds right. <laughs> Something went wrong. <laughs> We d- we're not giving it an 8.6. Jeez. Um, the official. That can't be right, can it? No. <laughs> None of us gave it an 8. Even oh, no. Did you... oh, no. For those listening at home. No one gave it a 12 anything. Oh, sorry. Erica's math went awry. And, and so did my brain. Um. We pulled it together, We guys. pulled it together. The official score is 6.7. 
starting next week, we will rank this against New Moon. New Moon. Um, and for all you Jacob lovers out there, buckle up. It's baby's time to shine. <laughs> it <laughs> sure is. Uh, until next week, I am your host, Aaron Weiss. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the Weiss is Right. Follow um, all things Weiss Camera Action on Twitter and Instagram at Weisscast. It, it makes sense if you listen to the show. Um, bu- 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 Erica, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at erica.love. You can find me on Twitter at underscore lavender ICA. Maya. Um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at M-Y-L-N-L-V-N-D-R. And on TikTok at Newborn Grandma. Nice. Oh, also, um, Weisscast has... A little bit of housekeeping. A little bit of housekeeping that I just remembered. Weisscast has a TikTok, and we made our first video. Oh, my gosh. It has a couple views. Oh, my gosh. It's at Weisscast. Um, until next week, ladies and gentlemen. Loka. <laughs> Where have you been, Loka? Hang on tight, spider monkeys. <laughs>